What a privilege it is to come to you by this medium and to be able to bring to you a word from the Lord. I'm speaking from the theme, understanding the times, knowing what to do. We are living in the midst of biblical prophecy. Biblical prophecy. Without question, the Bible is being vindicated, appropriated, and substantiated as being the unadulterated word of the living God. The circumstances of our times are not coincidental with what was written in the Bible, but predictable because of what was written in the Bible. This is that which was spoken of by the prophets, by the prophets. While the Bible is composed of 66 books, history, poetry, and biography, there is still another point of reference in that Bible, and it is prophecy. Prophecy. Prophecy is futuristic instruction, admonition, and also predictions. We find admonition there. We also find predictions. In other words, a foretelling. A prophet would tell forth, but he also foretold of what was going to come to pass. Thus we have the term end time prophecy. End time prophecy. That's where we are right now, in the midst of end time prophecy. This pandemic and all of its emanating circumstances was prophesied to occur ages ago. And the Bible is right on time. In fact, if you would take the liberty of comparing the events of our time and read the Bible, you'll see that the Bible already predicted. This is the blessing that you and I have when we have the Bible at our hand. When we can turn to it and discover from that Bible what was prophesied, what was forecast to occur. Compare it with the daily events and compare it with the daily news media and you'll discover that the Bible is right on time. You know that word pestilence that you will find in the scriptures. The Bible says that in the last days, not only will there be wars and rumors of wars, but there would also be pestilence. And it's important that we focus on that word pestilence because it's relevant to our times. 
pestilence is defined as a vital epidemic or viral disease. Did you get it? So, so, so even though you don't find viral disease written in the Bible, the reference to it and the prediction of it is in the Bible. It's a part of the signs of our times. So then, nations are in distress. Individuals are perplexed. We are living with fears and anxieties like we have never known because of the coronavirus. And yet somehow in the midst of it, we need to get our focus to understand that all of this was predicted to take place. And that's why I am so happy and blessed to know that I live by the Bible. The Bible is our rule of faith and Christ alone is Lord. All we are equal in his sight when we obey his word. The word of God is not only quick and powerful and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of men's heart, the Bible is a forecaster of current events. Therefore, I want you to join me as I will lift up three points around this text. And I will begin with the point, the attitude, the attitude. Uh, our attitudes is what motivates and what gives impetus to our actions. How we think, how we go about our lives, how we live. Attitude. Attitudes will indicate our personal interests and things that capture our attention. We're living in these times and we really don't have the right to exercise what Burger King purports. Burger King says in their slogan, have it your way. No, you and I don't have the right to have it our way. We really only have the right to have it God's way. God's way is found in God's word. This is the time when you and I ought to be addressing how and where we invest our time and our interest. Because if indeed we are permitting other life circumstances to crowd us and to deter us from focusing on the things that are most important, then we will be in dire danger even beyond what we are facing today of the consequences and of the current conditions that many are facing of not only physical ailment, but bereavement. 
this deep sense of loneliness and trying to grasp hold to something that will hold us fast. That's what's happening right now in our world. And so the Bible says that during this season, like the days of Noah, men would be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and buying and selling. And, and, and really, there's nothing really wrong with that activity. That's how we sustain society. But there's something wrong with it when it clouds the air, deters our attention from what matters more than all of that. And that is, where will we spend eternity? What's next on the agenda? I mean, the world scope agenda. And that is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. This same Jesus that you have seen go into heaven shall come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. And so you and I must respond to that agenda. And the agenda is the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The challenges that we are facing, the natural disasters and the social constraints that are put upon us, even in the midst of this virus, we must understand that we are moving progressively to the day when Jesus will appear. And so, when you start looking in this Word of God, we need to know that we are reading the signs and that we are understanding our times, understanding what's behind all of this, understanding what's going on to the extent that, you know, I, I'm remembering uh, a time when I was an evangelist traveling all over the United States and wherever I'd go to preach on the turnpikes and wherever I'd go, going into little cities here and a big city there, I would carry my family at times. And on this particular occasion, we were traveling on the major highway, but we were detoured off to another by road. And on the way, I could see there was construction. And one of my daughters, who at that time was just becoming fascinated with, just fascinated with reading. So she saw a sign over there and she says, oh, daddy, daddy, I, I read that sign back there. I said, what did the sign say? The sign says, slow man working. I said, slow man working? What do you mean? And then I thought, she read those words, but she didn't read them right. Because it was not slow men working, it was slow men working. And many things that are happening in our world today. We are seeing the signs and we are reading the signs, but, but are we reading them right? And are we reading them accurately? Signs of the times are speaking to us of more than physical conditions, more than death and dying, more than all of the struggles that we are having in the economic sphere and the political sphere. All 
all is happening. But we need to understand as we read the signs, are we understanding our times and knowing what to do? Sometime it would be beneficial for you to just take some time and just read St. Matthew's Gospel. Read chapter 24 and you will be blessed to see just how on time this word is. The Bible doesn't have to adjust to our times. We have to adjust to what the Bible says about our times. And that is, we are in an urgent day. Our attitudes, our attitudes, how we think, how we act, how we carry ourselves, all of those active activities of man indicate where our active interest is. And so today, I want to move on from our attitudes because, you know, the only thing that we have to do is to know how to respond to the B attitudes. And the B attitudes are really the attitudes that must be. And so, let's move on to not only the from the attitude, but we go now to the aptitude. It's in the scripture. Now, the attitude it's important. I, I'm going to come back here a minute. I need to come back here because to come back here, you're going to see that the Pharisees and, 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 and the scribes approach Jesus and they say to him with an attitude, we want a sign from you. We see what you're doing. We hear what you're saying. We see your personage. But, but, but what we want to know is what sign are you operating under? Because in those days, people who addressed the public had to show some legal or formal right to do it. And Jesus listens to them and says, well, you know, you want to know the sign of authority, the sign of authenticity of my life and ministry. But he says, I'm not giving it to you. There will be no sign given to you. I don't have to submit to your qualifications. I am going to tell you that a sign has already been given. And the sign that you're going to get, if you get one at all, is none other than the sign of Jonah. The prophet Jonah. Underscore prophet Jonah. Because the prophet Jonah was the one who went to Nineveh. We'll come back to that a little bit later. But our attitudes will determine our aptitude. And the aptitude is laid out here as well. As these scribes and Pharisees come, they want to know if Jesus will give a sign. But notice Jesus' ability. Notice Jesus' capability as he addresses them. 
He said, no, there's no sign that would be given, only the sign of the prophet Jonas. And then he said to them, he said, now, 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 because for as Jonas was three days in and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, that being his answer to them, he is really saying, if you know what you're talking about, if you know what you're, you are about as a Pharisee and as a scribe, a writer of the scriptures, then why are you asking me for a sign? What they really wanted to know was Jesus' aptitude. They want to know not only what he was up to, but they wanted to know his capability to perform and the right to perform what he was doing. So when you read this particular chapter and you go over to chapter 16 of St. Matthew, one through to four, in fact, let's go there. And as we read it, you're going to see how wise our Lord Jesus was in addressing these scribes and Pharisees. I'm beginning at verse 1, chapter 16. It says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now, you say you're a man of God. Now, let, let, now I want to see a supernatural sign from you. Now these, notice, it's not the scribe this time, it's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These were the religious uh, aristocrats of that day. He answered and said unto them, in verse 2, When it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather. For the sky is red, and in the morning it shall be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. What he's saying is, you all have the skills of meteorology. You can read the weather. You can read other activities in the skies but 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 oh ye hypocrite ye can discern the face of the sky but can ye not discern the signs of the times a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now, the blessing here is that Jesus doesn't change his position from the other visit. The answer is the same. The only difference here in chapter 16 is that Jesus said, well, you do 
evidence certain other capabilities. You know how to, you know, have a good uh, knowledge of the weather conditions and how you can predict them. How is it you can't understand where we're really at? How come you don't understand the signs of the times? And we have people today who have degrees on various levels, carried a very high GPA, and somehow still don't understand what's going on around here. What's going on in our world? Don't you see that God is up to something? Can't you understand that the Bible is coming true more and more? And by referring to the prophet Jonah, what Jesus is saying is, you ought to know about this. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.